Curtain going up. Curtain going up. Places, please. Overture, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes to you from the cornfields of Indiana. She loves the Constitution more than she likes most people. Allow me to introduce Shouse in the House. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shouse in the House. I have a very special guest with me tonight. Um, her name, like online, she's known as Mother Girth, but um, her. Uh, do you let people know what your real name is? Um, I, people know me as, as Han, Han. They also know me as Harley. Han. I have many names, I guess. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but specifically, um, I wanted to touch, I'm just going to share just because I love it so much, your Twitter bio. Um, uh, she's a homeschool mama. She's the love child of Martha Stewart and Steve Irwin, but as if she were raised by Alex Jones and um, Morticia Adams, which I I love that bio. <laughs> it <laughs> explains you almost perfectly. So um, I the point of our conversation today, um, Harley had reached out and said, you know, she kind of wanted to talk to somebody and have a discussion about crafting and how unlibertarian the the world of of crafting is. And I have a feeling I know the direction she wants to go in with this, and I can't agree with her more, but I am going to kind of give her the floor a little bit to set the stage to let you guys know um, that I know of, and maybe there's more. Um, I know that you have an Etsy store where you do epoxy resin um, ashtrays, uh, like the little hanging signs, mugs, notebooks, all that kind of stuff, which, by the way, I love your work. It's phenomenal. So Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's very, very impressive. Your notebooks are especially cool. Like I I saw it and I was like, damn, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Like send you my logo and stuff and maybe make me one. But um, so so talk to me a little bit about what you meant by the fact that the crafting world is not very libertarian. Oh boy. All right. Where do I begin there? Okay. <laughs> so this, uh, this kind of goes deeper than a lot of people realize. And um, I'll give a little bit of my own background cause I, here because I've been in the crafting world for many years now at this point. Um, I've done everything from semi-professional cake decorating from home to uh, sewing purses and home goods and what I kind of just shifted crafts as I get bored with each one. And so I've been involved right. with many different crafting communities over the years. And um, it's funny because a lot of these different communities, they are kind of consisted of different demographics of people. Like so with sewing, it's typically full of more older women, but now more and more younger women are getting into it because they want to make mostly clothing and purses that reflect their fandoms. And I say fandoms like that because it's typically you know, progressive women who are all about Disney. They're all about uh, Marvel, this and that. So they want to make their own stuff that they can't get everywhere else and they want to make it for their kids, etc. So, and of course, you know, a lot of uh, liberal minded people, they tend to be artsy you know they appreciate sure. the arts which is wonderful like i don't disagree i have yeah. i obviously appreciate it so i don't disagree with them on that sure but they've definitely turned it very political and it's absolutely everywhere it's getting worse and worse and um it's more than just the community itself other crafters it's now gotten to the point where 
the businesses, these online sales outlets, et cetera, they, it's, 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 they all have that same mentality. There is a hive mind going on, a gang mentality. And I've experienced this personally multiple times. I've had other people that I know experience this as well. I personally have been kicked off of Etsy twice, Instagram once, and most recently eBay after four days of selling my home. Yeah, four days. I had my eBay shop open for four whopping days. And all I listed, I don't, not even nearly a fraction of my inventory yet. I've listed like 12 ashtrays in a purse. But one of those ashtrays. Like, do you think you have somebody following you that's reporting you? I'm assuming it's the Gadsden flag one because every single time I've had this kind of issue, it has to do with the libertarian problems directly. When I got an email from Etsy first flagging me and sending me a warning that they were going to shut my shot down, shop down, they delib- They flat out point blank said it was because of the libertarian products and they actually said in the email that I was inciting violence through some of my products, those products being very innocent stuff. Like one of them was a shirt with a rabbit and crosshairs and it said, hippity hoppity, get off my property. That's all it yeah, said. That's, that's all it I was. Mean, that's a, yeah. That's- but then it gets better. They then labeled me a potential domestic terrorist. <gasps> no way. Next day, I got the same general email from Instagram over the same stuff. Did it feel coordinated? Like, do you think that there's some be- behind the scenes kind of like that feels targeted? Um. Well, it was not only me, a friend of mine who is in the Liberty community she at the same st- same time started doing uh, patches, Liberty patches, and selling them on mm-hmm. eBay. She got the same email. Wow. So it wasn't just me. It was her as well. And um, there aren't a whole lot of libertarian handmade sellers out there, unfortunately. Um, I mean, right. I know they're out there, but they don't really market themselves very well. And that's kind of a shame to me because there are so many talented people out there. I think one of the big mistakes is that a lot of these people stick with only promoting to other liberty-minded people, and so right. they kind of get shunned more, or they just don't reach as many people. I try not to do that. I mean, obviously, I have my collection of libertarian-themed products, but the vast majority of my items are not libertarian-themed in the slightest. So I do kind of try to appeal to all types where I can, but everyone's going to know what I'm about, and that has bit me in the ass multiple times now. Right. So I actually did not know this is the direction that you were going to go, and I'm shocked by this. Um, (laughs) Well, there's multiple directions I could go, to be honest. Yeah. Well, okay. So here was where I thought you were going to go with it. Um, So my experience with Etsy, when they first started a long, long – I'm going to show my age here. I'm 38 years old. So I was there when I remember when they – I remember it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was all about – crafters, handmade goods. It was it was about like the person who can't get a storefront could have a storefront for the first time. And Yes, they Go ahead. Go ahead, continue. Continue. No, I was just going to say and they have tr- they have shifted to almost almost like an eBay or a Yes. even like an Amazon Prime or a Google where yes. they are giving priority 
to stores that can do like large scale production. China. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> they are giving, thank you. Um, they're giving priority to people who pay large dollar amounts for advertising where they prioritize yes. their listings. That's super frustrating because from a libertarian perspective, you should be able to let the market decide. If the if the product is popular, that should generate the traffic to that store. They shouldn't yes. be giving priority to people who have the money because then you start getting into those aren't individuals. Those aren't handmade goods. They're not paying, you know, $600 per click for you know, targeted marketing. So I, I thought that was the direction you were going to go in where they have shifted so far away from, you know, promoting the individual, the person, the creator to, to what they are now. But um, I want to go back to what your experience is and then we can maybe touch on that later if you want to, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you're absolutely not wrong. And that does kind of go with more of my experiences too, actually. Um, so my, funny enough, my parents, my mom and my stepdad specifically, they met on eBay. They were actually some of the original eBay sellers when eBay came out. <laughs> That's how long um, I'm, I've been familiar with online seller you know, sites for a very long time. Right. And right. Um, yes, I remember when Etsy came out, it was exactly that. It was handmade and vintage. You were allowed to sell yes. handmade items and antiques. And so I remember my mom joining there because she was dealing in antiques. That's, that's what she did for, to make money. And so she was selling on Etsy for a little while. And over time, Etsy just got more and more commercialized. And nowadays it's at the point and eBay does this as well. Um, in fact, they both make the same, um, but basically they, they screw the sellers. I mean, I've heard it all. They screw yeah. the sellers really bad in multiple ways. Transaction fees keep going up. Um, a friend of mine just told me that now, so Etsy's transaction fees went up from 5% to 6.5% in the past couple of weeks or so. Um, in addition, they now charge an extra fee for shipping. So whatever you're charging for shipping the product, you have to pay an additional percentage to Etsy for it. What? Yeah. And what they've most recently done, and I'm not the only one. That's the fun thing about all this. I'm not the only one with issues with Etsy and eBay. This isn't everybody thing. Libertarians are just getting the short end of the stick in it right, all. Right, sure. Um, Etsy re and eBay are both doing this just in kind of different ways. A couple of months ago, Etsy started this thing where they withhold 75% of your funds and they hold it for a couple of months. And to they're saying, oh, well, that way, in case the buyer wants a refund, it's not coming straight from your bank account. So we're going to hold on to it for two months. Wow. And then put it in your bank account. eBay is doing the same thing for, I guess, for the first month you're selling, they hold your stuff, for, you hold all of your income, including shipping costs, for a month. And then after that month, it's two weeks. So somebody buys something from you, you have to pay the shipping costs to send it to them. And then a month later, you'll finally get paid. <laughs> How is that conducive to business? Like, that's not a good... It's, it's not. It's not. And on top of that, a lot... Now, I personally don't have this issue as much because of the products that I, I tend to make. But I have many friends who, unfortunately, um, are dealing with this issue. They can't compete with the way 
eBay and Etsy allow mass-produced Chinese products to sell on their sites. Because with Etsy, I mean, eBay, you can sell just about anything on eBay, you know, but with Etsy, they count uh, handmade product, like, like materials, crafting materials as acceptable. Well, China produces that out the ass for pennies. So anybody can go on Etsy and they type in, you know, fabric, stickers, you know, whatever it may be, um, bag labels, like any, you know, all those little things, all those little materials. You, there's plenty of people who make those things, you know, like I will print your logo on a rubber stamp. Boom, done. Well, China can do it for half the cost. China can do it a third of the cost. China can do it a quarter of the cost. So all of our U.S. sellers are taking a hit because they can't compete with China mass producing everything. So they can't compete. They're not getting advertisements for the reasons you said. And now they're having to pay extra fees plus their funds are getting withheld. Right. It's that's horrible. It is insane. Like, are you, okay, so I'll be, like I told you, I I used to be a crafter, but I'm not to the degree that you are. Like, I would never compare myself to the level that you are. Um, I I do have a store on my website. I do most of the designs myself, and then I have it produced as locally as possible. Most of my stuff comes out of Honduras. Um, But... I don't have to deal with all of that other stuff. It's just either you go to my website and you buy something from me or you don't. So I don't right. I don't deal with any of that other stuff, but I would assume that within the community you've built um networks with other crafters within that community. Would that be a fair assessment or are you just kind <laughs> of flying solo? Uh so that goes back to the progressive mob mentality oh, sure. okay <laughs> so, so back in the day moms that you don't really want to talk to <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day when i first started all the crafting um well not so much when i was doing cake decorating, but when i started doing stuff that i could you know ship and sell everywhere which was sewing i was doing purses oven mitts um just random wallets etc yeah, at that point, I did have a pretty decent little community of other crafters and, and a network going on. You know, I was actually at that point, this was about six years ago, I was making most of my sales through Facebook, of all things. I did have an Etsy shop, but it was not getting as much traffic as I was getting through Facebook because I had all these groups I could sell in. Um, right, yeah. In fact, I belonged to one. There are these groups on Facebook, which I'm actually, I'll talk about that more because I'm working on one myself. Um, basically, it's just like a Facebook group and it has about 30 or so handmade sellers and their stores. And every like two weeks or so, they will feature their new items for like for that weekend and then people can, can buy off of them. And mm-hmm. I was doing really well with that actually. And um the, it got too political. Like just this, any sort of differentiation in your beliefs politically, it didn't matter the kind of stuff you were selling. If you as a person were not this diehard feminist, liberal, et cetera, because uh-huh. honestly, these groups are pretty much always ran by those by those type of people. Right. Um, you were cast out. You weren't accepted in their community. You 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 were 
I've seen sabotage. I have seen admins of these type of groups sabotage uh, sellers based on their political standings just to get them out, just to get them to leave, just to get them to leave the group. And that is getting worse because I've been looking around for other groups similar and every single one of them is so diehard left wing that they look at my products. These groups will have an application process, right? And they'll ask you, what's your favorite? Oh, no, they do. Well, it makes sense. It does make sense because they're trying to make sure that you're actually like a home business and not just like, oh, yeah, I sold a neck. I made a necklace last month. I'm going to try to sell it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so they'll ask you like, you know, what's your name on Facebook so you know, we know who you are. Um, What kind of stuff do you sell? What's the name of your business? Do you have an Etsy? Do you have an Instagram? Where can we see your products? You know, things like that, which all makes sense to me. I understand that. But they take one look at Cast and Flag (laughs) and all of a sudden you're a white supremacist, you know, and they want nothing to do with you and you don't get to sell anywhere or you get kicked from the groups you were selling in. So it's harder to network. Right. So that tells me one thing, the lack of education for individuals in symbolism. And um, it it also tells me the lack of ability, like the hive mind or collectivism, the idea where, you know, you have to believe all the same things that we believe, regardless of what you're selling. Like it has nothing to do with your store. It has nothing to do with your product has nothing to do with its viability or other people's potential interest in it. It has everything to do with whether or not they're going to like you as a person and if you're going to agree with them when they say something to you. And, and that's it's so funny to me. Because, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if it's funny. <laughs> no, it, it is funny. It's, no, it's, it's funny to me because it's like, it's so funny because these are the same type of people that go, everybody, you know, universal income, universal health care, everyone right. deserves a fair chance, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you have a different but political you opinion. Me. You don't deserve an income. Like you have kids. I don't care. You don't get to sell here. Just starve. Bye. We're done with you. Like that is what they're doing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's funny. Okay, so I will say from a Facebook perspective and just kind of, I, I guess, piggyback off of what you were saying, when I used to be in groups as well mm-hmm. and um, I used to sell. It's really interesting how that has changed over time and how much different my response is through Twitter versus my response through Facebook. When you you look at like the way that things are curated, the way that the algorithm works, um, I always crack a joke and I say that on Facebook, you're it's people you're friends with in real life. On Twitter, it's people you wish you were friends with in real life. And <laughs> you have the ability to actually curate your perfect clientele. And I can take four shirts that I create and post them on Facebook and I'll get out of my 800 quote unquote friends I'll get maybe five likes. I can post mm-hmm. those same four shirts on Twitter and get, you know, $250 in sales. Yes. And it's like the the stark contrast in people that are supposed to be your support system. And, and that's yeah. frustrating too. Like I can't imagine 
if that's if that is your income now I to be fair like I do work outside of the home I have a I'm an insurance agent so um I do have other income but if if I were a crafter if I was somebody that that was how I made my living and my own people that are supposed to be like my group don't support me I'd be fucked man like it sucks Oh no it is hard that's actually um I I've been trying to find other outlets to sell in and I've, I've, I'm working on, I've, I've been making progress with it for sure. You know, I am going to be making my own group, like I mentioned, and I actually have a lot of people who are very interested in joining as sellers and buyers already, both on Twitter and Facebook. So I'm, I'm confident it's going to do okay. Yeah. Um, I used to belong to a group that had to basically this exact same type of thing. It had to shut down after a while, but the woman who was running it, she's amazing. Like she was just the best. She did not care what I thought, what I sold. She was like, you sell whatever you want. If someone doesn't like it, they can just shut up and leave. I really don't care. But life got crazy for both of us. And so it got kind of postponed. I messaged her the other day. I'm like, what are the chances of maybe, because the group is still there and there's still thousands of people in it. It's just archived. I'm like, well, what are the odds of maybe we bring this back to life? And she's like, honestly, yeah. I, I've been thinking about it. So we can maybe get this going again soon. So, I mean, there is that. Awesome. Um, and I am also, I'm, I've been trying to get things worked out with uh, proudlibertarian.com. I'm supposed to have some stuff on, on their website as well for sale. But overall, I do get most of my sales through Twitter. And so, I mean, and it is thanks to many people who have been very supportive and, um, my shirts are usually the the big thing when I first released the, uh, uh, wood chipper shirts. Oh my God. Like those sold like hotcakes for a month, (laughs) you know? And, um, when AOC released her tax, the rich $65 sweatshirts, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm shameless. I'm not going to lie. I Uh, quote tweeted that. Yep. <laughs> I oh no, I quote tweeted that and I said you can either pay $65 to a rich politician for a dumbass sweatshirt or you can support a struggling single mom for 25 bucks and get a shirt that says punch government in the dick. <laughs> I made a lot of money that month. Oh, I love it. It's the best thing AOC has ever done for me to be honest. Right. For sure. <laughs> I owe her that much. <laughs> but yeah, a lot oh. of my sales are definitely through Twitter and through that connection, which is beautiful to me because I feel like that's something a lot of libertarians are lacking is that strong community. And I say that not just online in a like, you know, market sense, but I mean in general, I feel like we need to be more supportive of each other with in person, connect, make connections with other somewhat like-minded people that you can maybe, if shit hits the fan, you can barter with them, you can team up with them, yeah. work with them, etc. A lot of people aren't doing that. And now is the time to really start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also would like to see um, at like, you know, they have all these libertarian events, right? They have, or mm-hmm. even, I mean, like anarchist events, all of that kind of stuff. I would like to see like more, and I've never been to one, so I guess maybe I should <laughs> I should be honest about that. I've never actually <laughs> physically attended one, but um, from what I have seen, it's not a lot of like, it's a lot of talking and not a lot of engagement outside of yes. like fanboy. Like, why don't we have vendors there? Why don't we have a booth for you to show up with all of your ashtrays and sell them? Like, I yeah, honestly, I feel like that that is actually a big problem with. I know I've been, never been to a libertarian convention either. To be honest, um, I don't really associate. I don't not associate. I don't call myself a big libertarian. I never really have. 
but yeah, I'm um, not either. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but um, but it's funny you mentioned that because that, that makes me think of um, when I was setting up my eBay account and getting my shop ready to go. Something that I do really like about eBay is that they give you the option to d- give a percentage of your profit, and you choose the percentage to a charity of your choice. And the charity list was massive. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can find something libertarian, you know, based, but but something that does some good that was started sure. by a small L, big L, libertarians, I don't care. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm not finding really, like I found some libertarian charities in there, but they were just like, we go to colleges and we talk about being a libertarian. And I'm like, right. okay, are there ones that maybe do some actual good <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i i googled it right i actually googled the charities and i found these massive lists and i individually googled every single one every one of them was just we dress up and we go to colleges and we talk about libertarian principles yeah okay you you, you nerds you show up with your pocket protectors talking about being a, <laughs> you know like what good is that going to do how is that going you're gonna spread liberty by walking the walk, not talking the talk. We need to right. be getting out there and doing good for people because when we're doing good for people, we're also, we're not just showing, hey, we have a like solid ideology. We're actually like good, decent people. You're making connections. You're getting out there and meeting people. You're learning about people. You're, you're building yourself a solid community for when times get tough. Right. And that just, goes over a lot of libertarians heads <laughs> in fact well, I, and I, I um go ahead go ahead go ahead no no no. i was just gonna say like it would be really cool to see like a project that the government thinks it needs to fix like some fucking mm-hmm. whole ass road somewhere and <laughs> there's a shit ton of potholes right find it right. like start crowdfunding that start doing it and then you pay to fix that road. And then you put a fucking sign by it or whatever. This was paid for by this community and start doing things right. and showing that we don't need the government to fix everything. I think it would be really beautiful if we started actually like putting those things into practice versus just talking about them, if that makes sense. So I agree with you. No, I completely agree with you. And quite frankly, that is something that progressives need to see from us. I have a lot of progressive friends, people that I've known for a very long time, and they, I'm not a dick about my politics with them. I like, they know what I'm about. They're kind of just like, okay, yeah, she's a little weird, but her heart's in the right place. So we still like her. So they've stuck by me for years, but, um, they, I, I see the things they complain about. I see their concerns. I see why they're not they're really convinced with the movement. And it is because most libertarians don't actually do the, They just sit on their asses complaining and go, oh, I hoard guns. Everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah, no. We need to see you guys actually getting out and doing good things for people. Help those in need. Like, step up and build a community. If you have that welcome, warm community, other people are going to be drawn to you. And so they're looking at us as just these angry, psychotic, like, you know, they're, and they want nothing to do with us. And that's kind of, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's both our fault and their fault because they're not educating themselves. They're really not like, they're just following whatever the hell 
freaking BuzzFeed or whatever tells them to think, you know, <laughs> they don't really think for themselves, but then they meet your basic average libertarian and they're just an, usually an abrasive asshole, you know, and right. it's, it's not convincing. So I really feel like, yeah, we, there needs to be more community. We need to, the best way to get our name out there and show like bartering is a good thing. Connections are a good thing. You know, just leaving people alone and letting them free market, let them make their own decisions and live their own lives and make their own money how they see fit. Like it's not going to hurt anybody because they're afraid. That's what it comes down to. They're afraid of us. Right. That, that really is what it is. They're oh, absolutely yes. petrified at the idea that they may be held accountable. They oh, may God, have yes. to compete. They may have to earn their own. They may have to rely on their own self to achieve. And they're mm-hmm. absolutely terrified of that. They would much rather rely on someone else to take care of it for them. Our society oh, in general yeah. has become far too comfortable with either big daddy government taking care of it or the use and me of the world being like, God, fuck, I'll just do it myself. Like it, you know, it's, I'll find a way to make it work. They they rely on people who have that mentality versus the, what they are comfortable with and what they know. Oh, a lot of these uh, hardcore left social justice warriors, et cetera, they're still mentally children. That's why they're obsessed with things like Disney, Cartoon Network, rainbows and unicorns and all the kids' (laughs) snacks. I'm going to sit on my ass and binge watch Steven Universe with a tub of ice cream all day. Like, they're not adults. And when you're not an adult, you don't really – they know they don't know how to truly take care of themselves. They know this. They, They openly admit, I can't do this without government taking care of the scary stuff for me right they they know it it's a it's this self it, they're self-aware without being self-aware <laughs> that is a very very good way of putting it um you had mentioned uh that you were working on possibly bringing back the facebook group have you seen or do you have access to the new twitter communities thing i'm not sure what that is to be honest Okay, so they're beta testing a lot of different stuff right now. So they've got the downvote thing that they're beta testing. They Uh just dropped, I think within like the last 48 hours, communities where you can create community, which to me feels very similar. You remember like the lists that people used to use all the time? I don't ever see anybody use them anymore, but it's similar, but it's like the other day. It's still out there. It's still out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like what I, I guess maybe what I imagine is very similar to like a group chat, except for more open where other people can see it. So you okay. name it, you know, whatever, and then you add people to it and other people can say, oh, that's a community that I'd like to join online. And so huh. at least that's what I perceive it to be. But that could be a really good source for you and other creators to be like, hey, a libertarian or or even just independent. Like I, I don't I wouldn't even put libertarian on there, but just like independent um handmade goods or you know, something 
where you can create a community on Twitter, which I think would be even more beneficial for you. Yeah, I wasn't aware. I just looked at my, I just grabbed my phone and took a peek and I'm not, I, I probably just need to, I don't even have the downvote downvote button yet. So I probably just need to update and see what pops oh, up. Oh yeah. But, see, I don't have um, either one of them. I'm not. Yeah. In the yeah. Fun beta test. Right. Not, right. We're not, we're not in the cool kids club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, I know Gab people suggested I join Gab and I did and they have a marketplace and I, I looked through it and it didn't look too bad and they did have something similar where they had groups for like handmade sellers and whatnot and and they were pretty there was one in particular that has a check mark on the name so i assume that's a good thing because <laughs> i've only been on gab for like four days but um they they were just like yeah you just post your stuff here try to keep it to no more than four posts a day you know just to prevent spam but otherwise you just sell your stuff here now they do have a marketplace feature that's similar that's separate from that group because that's just a group the marketplace right. feature is like Facebook marketplace kind of. The only thing is with Gab, you have to pay for Gab Pro in order to use that feature. And that's $100 a year. $100 a year, yeah. Which like, I don't know what kind of traffic I'm going to get. I'll be you know? 100% like, honest with you just from personal experience. I paid for the Pro um, Gab uh, like whatever, the pro membership for one year just to try it out. Mm -hmm. And I had zero traffic from it. And I'm not saying that your experience will be the same, but for me, it wasn't worth it. I did not renew it. See, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I will tell you one place that I've had a lot of success is Clout Hub. And I'm not sorry. I did not put my kid to bed. I was like, oh, I'll let him <laughs> stay up for another hour. So he may run in here crying here in a minute. But That's all good. Um, it, uh, so I've, I've got two kids. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, Clout Hub is really good. They're very well curated with like their – you have like the forum and then you have like videos where you can post just – and it's almost like a channel like where it's it's like – I don't know how to explain it. But I highly encourage you to at least check it out. I'm constantly okay. getting followers. I like I've only followed ten people on there, and I have almost two thousand followers. And all I do is just post my crap. And so interesting. It's really good at driving traffic. So I do encourage you to at least check it out. Um, it's I'll be honest, it's a bit MAGA ish. It's like a. I think Clout Hub was a place where a lot of people gravitated when Twitter went through like their very first real big purge. Um, right. And so there, it is a lot more right-leaning, but I think that you'd probably have as much, if not more luck there than you did at Gab would be my, my suggestion. I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, so far, like, Gab hasn't been doing too – I mean, I haven't really tried very hard to sell on there just yet just because I've been trying to focus on the on the Facebook group and just other stuff right. in general. I've been experimenting with a lot of different sites. I looked into – oh, my God. I tried Go Imagine, which seemed really promising until the very end. And they were sh- shady – like – it, it sounded great. It was like, oh yeah, we we don't like Etsy, and like we've been on, featured on all these different um, major TV shows, and we're just you know we only want 
U.S. sellers. No, everything has to be handmade by you. If you have someone else making stuff with you, you need to have full disclosure. And our transaction wow. fees all go towards go towards charity. I mean, there's all these things that sounded so promising, and I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. And so they, um, you have to apply. You have to be like, hey, here's my shop. Here's what I do. I pro- like because they want to make sure you're not from China. You're not a Chinese yeah, mass seller. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so I went through the process, and they're like, oh yeah, this is great. Well, you know, go ahead and here's your login info. Go ahead and get your stuff set up. So I start doing that. I get my logo set up. I get everything ready to go. I start doing my listings, and they say you need a PayPal account to link to your shop. I'm like, oh, okay, well I have that. So I start doing it. And then like, oh, you need a PayPal business account. Oh, well, okay, I'll do that then. Boom, done. Sure. Never mind, you also need a Stripe account. And I'm like, what? What? I looked all over through the FAQs and everything. They mentioned PayPal, which I knew they, they accepted PayPal or wanted PayPal, right. which I was fine with, but they never mentioned Stripe. So I look at Stripe. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll look into that. They want you to be a full registered with the IRS, like professional business in order to have a Stripe account. And I'm just right. like, you never said, I already paid the monthly membership fee and now you're telling me this? Right. So I kind of rage quit, <laughs> sent yeah. a very unpleasant email and deactivated my account. <laughs> and then I looked on other websites, just searched like what are, you know, the best handmade seller sites to, to work with. I was finding articles that were written like last year, like under a year ago. And, you know, go to this site, try this site, try this site. And I click on the sites and a portion of them were permanently shut down. And they would flat out said it's because they can't keep up with all the government regulations. Yep. That was the other thing that I thought we would discuss. And I'm glad that you've touched on it. Um, The bill that was passed, gosh, I want to say it was in the first like omnibus bill last year where – Um, content creators, which I know we're talking handmade goods versus content creation, but um, the, the taxing that came with that and like Uber drivers, all of that kind of stuff. And it's like the government just really wants their fucking hand in your cookie jar. And all of these companies are so excited to jump on board. I think the one that just really pissed me off the most this year was uh, Cash App. Is that is that what it is? Um, I don't. I only. I very. I have a cash app, but I use it so sparingly that I don't really know what's going on with it. But you can. So like they've they've partnered with some fucking body where they can you can buy Bitcoin or stocks oh, or whatever through cash app, right? Yeah. So this year, so I actually I took a loss last year from um fucking Tesla. I had bought Tesla. And they tanked right after I bought it. And I finally was like, I, it got back to like, I, I think I was like maybe five or $6 below where I bought it. And I'm like, okay, I'm cashing out because I don't want it to drop again. So I took a loss of $5. But because of the amount that was ori- originally invested, um, when I cashed out, it was like over the mark or whatever. So they sent me a 1099. What? I was like, what? Yeah. And so I'm like, am, so I'm now supposed to disclose my $5 loss. I have to go through the whole 1099 oh, process crap. with my taxes because of a $5 loss on Cash App. Oh, my God. I was so mad. 
And then today I went and registered my new car. Not that you really want to know this, but um, it's a it's it's not a new car. It's a 2009 vehicle. Like it's not new. And I'm like, okay, the registration on this is not going to be very much, which by the way, I really hate paying registration taxes to the government. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) So I'm sitting in the DMV and she tells me it's going to be $250 and that only covers me until October. And then I have to renew again for the year 2022, 2023. And I was like, God mother fuck, why is that so much so i sit down and i look at it well i bought the car in kentucky but i live in indiana so there's this huge line that's like 170 something the actual registration fee was 35 dollars, and then i had to pay like a 77 dollar like titling transfer fee and then i had to pay 170 something dollars in taxes oh and i was God. like what? And so I had to pay taxes on the vehicle in Kentucky when I bought it and then turn around and pay more taxes in Indiana just to register it. I was I was like, my blood was boiling. I was like, I'm running for governor and my first act as governor is going to be an executive order. No, no uh, payroll taxes, no homeowners taxes, no. I'm just going to run on zero. I'm going to write an executive order. The only tax you pay is a flat 10% sales tax. And if the government cannot pay for what they want to, they're going to have to find a way to crowdfund it outside of that. That's the only tax that anybody has to pay is on the goods that they purchase. That's it. It's all in every, I mean, it's like you said, <laughs> they just have to have their hand in everything. It's absolute insanity. In fact, one of the I mentioned, you know, the first, the group that I first started selling in when I was sewing. Again, this is what's this is. I'm gonna go gonna go back a little bit to how so many uh, websites were shut down that I had mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I totally went off on a no, 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 no. Because this all kind of this all no. Because this all kind of connects to it. So you're 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 fine. Um, These websites are all ran by progressives, right? Right. And they're the ones sucking government dick. On a regular basis, they're the ones saying right. we need higher taxes. We need we need to cover this. We need to take care of that. But then they're just shooting themselves in the foot, and they don't realize it. And they honestly don't care. They want it for everybody else but themselves. One of the reasons why I first like I left that group, the very first group I was selling it on Facebook like that, was because the girl that started she was a friend of mine, not anymore, and um, she was so anal about, oh, make sure you have your permits to sell and make sure you're legally allowed to. Legal, 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 legal. And I'm sitting there going, Mitch, you are purchasing copyright infringement fabric and making your money with that. You are literally <laughs> illegal. You're, all of your products are illegal. But we're supposed to fucking make sure we're aligned with the government? Right. And exactly. I called her out on that. She got so goddamn pissed. I'm like, where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? <laughs> Like, tell me, uh, copyright infringement laws are one of those really random things that I know, like the back of my hand, (laughs) because I've worked in so many different, um, you know, crafty fields here, but they don't. Well, yeah, I mean, like cricket and all that stuff, every time that they make like a shirt that has Disney on it or whatever, Mm -hmm. Disney could sue you. you sell that for a price oh yeah so like a lot of people don't realize um 
how these laws work. Now, I can't think of the name. There's like a specific clause and I cannot think of what it's called right now. But basically how that that essentially works. Yeah, people think, oh, well, I just bought this Disney font so I can use it on everything. No. Right. That only works if you buy it from a company that bought it from Disney first. There has to be a middleman. So if right. I were to go... Um, but even then it, it, there, it, there's a lot of semantics. So like, I'm going to go back to the cake decorating world here. I cannot make a cake that looks like Mickey Mouse and sell it. That's <laughs> copyright infringement. I can make a cake and purchase an officially licensed Mickey Mouse toy from Walmart and put it on top of the cake. But right. that cake can't look like Mickey Mouse itself either, or look to it can't look like his signature red pants with the buttons and all that jazz either. Right. That's copyright. Um, when it comes to sewing, um, basically, there are a lot of indie fabric printers and they're all doing fandom shit, you know? Look at this cute little anime-style supernatural fabric and all this shit. You know, that's what they do. <laughs> and people eat it up. People eat it up like right. crazy, which it's fucking hideous. Oh, my God. It's the most immature, childish, dumb shit, but people eat it up. <laughs> and, um, oh, all shit. This, but that's where the money is. All because the people are going to come after us, Harley. They're going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. For me, it's not so much – it's not so much the – style as much as the pattern just looks they right it's just the pattern itself just doesn't look good that's you know that's more what it is but um but again it's typically these progressives that are sewing so they're making these fabrics that cater to their wants and they want disney they want marvel they want star wars they want cartoon network they want right. copyright 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 and so that's what they print and sell they don't have the legal right to do that. But so they do it anyway. So not only can these fabric sellers get in massive legal trouble if they were to get caught, anybody that's bought from them and anybody that's bought from them can right. get in legal trouble. But I can go to But Joanne's. you put that Gadsden flag on your store, Harley, and we're shutting you down. We're right, you a right. Era. Well, Etsy does send cease and desist letters because they can get in legal trouble. So Disney That's does act. Oh yeah, no, it happens. So um, Disney does actually have people that look on Etsy and the like for sellers that are doing illegal copyright infringement products. And hmm. they, they do contact Etsy and go, Hey, this isn't, this is a no, no. And Etsy is forced to give them a cease and desist letter at the threat of shutting down their shop. It does happen. In fact, I read a, I read a story about this one woman. She just, she was in the cake decorating area and she thought she was all high and mighty. Oh, might are the best. Yours are all horrible. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, all her shit was copyright infringement. Cause that's yeah, where the money is. And People finally got so sick of this bitch's attitude that they reported her to Disney and she lost everything. She lost oh, wow. her house. She she got sued for every goddamn dime she had. Wow. But how dare I, yeah, have hippity hoppity get <laughs> off the property. 
oh no, I'm a domestic terrorist now. I'm I'm, I'm inciting violence. I'm Antifa is perfectly acceptable. Black Lives Matter sure. is still perfectly acceptable. All that all that is still just fine. Communism stuff, Mar- you know, shade of fucking- saying that hammer and sickle looks really good on a lot of oh, the stuff yeah. that I see these days. Oh yeah, oh, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problems there. But as soon as I put a damn no step on snick, all of a sudden I'm a <laughs> white supremacist meme lord. Right. God, man. So what type of solutions do you think there are for the situation? Do you think that it's just a matter of getting more people involved in the community? Do you think that it's um, you know, public campaigns? So here's the thing. That's really hard for me. Um, What the left is really good at is cancel culture. They're really good at. And that's what's happening to us. Correct. So that's what I'm saying. They're really good at at the take going after the use and knees of the world and making it impossible for us to thrive and succeed. Um, But that's something that I'm completely morally opposed to. And so the idea of trying to cancel somebody that is. So, like, starting a campaign to get Etsy canceled for not allowing creativity to thrive, it's, I don't know. So, like, I I sit and I go back and forth and I always try to find solutions to the problems that I discuss with people because... Absolutely. I mean, what the fuck are we doing if we're just sitting here (laughs) bitching? Like, nobody wants to listen to that. So, what do you think some of the solutions are? (laughs) Do you want a tactful answer or a bitchy answer? Uh, both. <laughs> give me All right. both. So give me give me bitchy answer first. Grow a pair, everyone. Because yeah. quite frankly, we're getting walked on and we're letting it happen. We are letting them cancel us. I can't if I had a dollar for every goddamn time, like I've heard similar stories from like-minded people that are you know, oh, I'm afraid to sell this though because what if I get backlash and then and then my I don't I I get weird looks next time we have a family get together. Oh, boo fucking who? Right. Like I'm sorry, but boo fucking who? Like you have money to make, you have family to take care of. Fucking deal with the with the rolling eyes and shit. You know, like who cares? And so I'm not saying like just be obnoxious asshole about it by any means, but push back if people are giving you shit. I mean, me personally, my default attitude can be summed up in that scene from Futurama with Bender and he's just like, you know, I'm going to create my own whatever with blackjack and hookers. Like, that's what I end up doing. And that's exactly why I'm creating my own Facebook groups (laughs) now. And I and so that's kind of like my start, right? Because I can't just create a whole new Etsy. I can't. I have my limitations financially. I'm disabled. I can't just go out and create a whole new libertarian farmer's market type thing. Like I'm limited. So what I can do is create an outlet for other people like me to sell. But even then, as you said, I'm not trying to cancel either. That's not what right. I... So when I, I, I created this group, it's not quite published yet. I'm working on the application process and everything, but I have publicly talked about it on Twitter and Facebook. And I flat out said, like, my rule is, I don't care what your political standing is. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you want to sell. I'm going to have some limitations, you know, like obviously like no pornographic stuff, you know, like things like that. But if you want to sell fuck Trump stuff, I don't care. If you want to sell let's go Brandon stuff, 
I don't care. You sell whatever the hell you want. If you're going to cry about it and yoo-hoo, what if you're, I, I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm going to kick your ass out. Yep. Because I'm not, you, we're all people. We're all just trying to survive in hard times here. So either yeah. you shut the fuck up and be an adult and let us just fucking live our lives or you're going to, you're, I'm not trying to cancel. You can be, believe whatever the fuck you want. You can sell whatever the fuck you want. But if you're going to cause problems with other members as a buyer or a seller, you're fucking gone. Yeah. You can go back to Etsy. You can go back to fucking Shopify or Instagram or what the fuck ever. I don't care. You have a multitude of places you can sell and you have hundreds of Facebook groups. You can go anywhere you want. This is our one group where it's safe for us to be who are for everybody, not even just libertarians, literally everybody, including your pathetic little ass. So either you be grateful for it or you shut the fuck up and leave. Like that is right. my rule. I'm done. I'm fucking done playing their fucking games. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's incredibly awesome because what you're doing is you're allowing the market to decide, not the individual. Exactly. That is the free and, market as far as I'm concerned. Right. It's let everybody, let them all speak for themselves. You know, let people purchase what they want to purchase. Let people support who they want to support. And if you, I, I feel singled out because people are, well, free market, baby. Too bad. Yeah, like you know? uh, maybe change your product lineup because, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's where, God, man, that would be a hard conversation to have. Well, why am I not selling anything? Because your shit sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Because you're unbearable. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, oh, God, no, that is, I'm not going to lie. I have had to have that conversation with many people, actually. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It's usually the social justice warriors because they go, art. I can art and then they just <laughs> fucking like they, they, I can't tell you how many times I try to be nice I like see people doing the same crafts and they're making the most like basic noob mistakes but they're doing it while trying to sell their products and I'm right. like hey um I see you're you're messing with epoxy that's really cool um did you know that you can pop all those bubbles that are all over right. the back of the product and they go what you can do that and i'm sitting here like yeah one youtube tutorial it took one tutorial for me to learn that you know um so i have a funny epoxy story to tell you really fast just because Ooh, okay. you do so much of it so you'll know <laughs> um so when i I, I so I do epoxy cups like the tumblers or whatever. Oh my god, yes! I I wanted to start. I have the kit. I haven't started doing it yet, but I'm gonna. I have a kit for that. Okay, so I love it. I love it so much. So that's what I use to like generate traffic to like my subscribe to my YouTube, and you'll be entered in a drawing for a custom made Heather cup. Oh, that's, so, that's like, awesome! That's hella cool. Um, so, but when I first started, I didn't know that there was a machine that you could buy, like just in the store. So originally, um, I started with like, a um, like a, a chicken rotisserie or whatever and a broom handle. And oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> because it was dripping and I couldn't get it to stay. Like, dude, I was so like a failure in the beginning, but um, I figured you would appreciate that. But like the bubbles were bad. It was awful. But now- We all have our mistakes for sure. I have plenty of mine. Good Lord. (laughs) 
Now I do a good job. I don't suck as bad as I used to. So that's always well, a Well, that's just it. And I'm, I'm not going to be a bitch with somebody who's just learning because it's like we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have our different struggles. I mean, oh my God. Like I used to process uh, my own pelts because I was raising the meat rabbits. And that, oh my God, that is so hit or miss for me. It's not even funny. So, I mean, I would have half of them would come out great. Half of them would be a hot mess. And I mean, it can be hard to learn. I'm never going to scoff at somebody who's learning and, you know, really trying. But when I'm looking at a piece and I'm like, you literally, and because I'll ask like, hey, did you watch any tutorials? And they're like, no, I didn't think to do that. I just tried to do it myself. I just bought it and I just thought I'd try. (laughs) You spent like a hundred bucks on this shit and you're just like, wee, let's see what happens. It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, it's, maybe it's the, so expensive too. Oh my god! I and maybe it's the Jew in me, but I'm too cheap to just <laughs> buy materials and be like, let's fucking see what happens, and not like try to do it right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Which before anyone gets mad, I am fucking, I am fucking part Jewish. All right. So anyway, but 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 um, <laughs> full disclosure. Nobody's full disclosure. gonna get mad that listens to my show. Mm, mm, mm. I've had you never know what happens but um but no I know it's like it's terrifying to me I've seen this in every community where people just don't even try they don't fucking even attempt to do a good job they just think honestly this is I know for a fact this is a mentality because I've seen it I put so many hours into it though my right. hours count for something. Don't no, they fucking don't. <laughs> okay, right. you like? I'm sorry. You, like, if you could take you fucking like six hours, ten hours, I don't care. If it just looks like a giant fucking pile of shit, it's still a pile of shit. I don't care how many hours you put into it. People don't want to pay for bullshit, and so right. no. Again, but that goes back. Doesn't that go back to what you said? Everyone's afraid of personal responsibility and accountability so they just they don't they're too lazy to really learn the process and they don't want to they just want a quick easy way to make money and if nobody's supporting them they'll come up with any damn excuse in the book they can to make them the victim well and that's it's become that way with a lot of things right so what about like pictures just a picture of yourself right a selfie take a picture of yourself and put it on the internet without a filter on it not happening Mm -hmm. Can't be held personally accountable for what you actually look like. Take a picture of yourself, just you. Can't do it. Um, OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a and I I mean I I know there are some people who do it, and if that's your thing, go for it. But for me personally, I see that as a really easy way for people to be like, oh, well, I'll just show my tits and make money and then I don't have to work. But then they get mad if people aren't paying them more. Yeah. And well, when you flood the market and you don't offer <laughs> anything that you know what I mean? Like I, I don't Next know. Thing you like, know I, you're you're desperately selling a photo of your asshole for $2.99. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How do Dude, you not stop and go, maybe this is a little humiliating? <laughs> there was okay, so before like OnlyFans, apparently this was a thing on Facebook where guys would like create these groups and girls would sell their pictures or videos or whatever, oh, like God. on the marketplace, essentially. Oh, I had God. two girls that worked for me that were selling their underwear. Like, I guess there's some show or movie or something yeah. where they do that. Oh, my God. They were selling their underwear. They were coming to work at our 
fucking office and going in the girls' bathroom and filming themselves doing all <gasps> manner of inappropriate shit. We ended up oh having to fire God. them. Yeah, it was oh fucking my awful. God. Why can't you so, just do that in your own fucking home? What the shit? I know. Like, don't tell anybody. Like, why did you turn this into a work why, event? Like, why, why, why would you tell anybody that such – oh, my God. What the f- – good yeah, lord. Yeah, <laughs> and they just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And they're, oh like, joking God. about it in front of our boss. And finally, he's like, hey, I need you to go write them up. He goes, I can't do it. I can't be in the room. I'm like, yeah, what? Seriously. I'm not fucking writing. I'm not going to have there's this conversation. People, there's no like, – there's – there's no ethic. There's no work ethic. Like people are legitimately, right. I mean, and that's not to say as a whole, because I do see it. I mean, like of any political standing, progressive, whatever, there are plenty I could that who really truly love and appreciate whatever art they decided to tackle. And they do such an incredible jobs. And I'm like, my God, like I look at it and I'm just like, shit, I aspire to be like that someday. And anything is good. And God. Right. But that's so far and in between everyone else is just we look at me and my fucking macaroni art and i mean it's it's that immaturity again it's like well but i worked right. so hard on it mommy don't you like it won't you buy it for a quarter like no right. little jimmy it looks like shit i'm sorry <laughs> like, yeah but and um but that's when they fucking boo but that's also where cancel culture comes from as soon as they have somebody that's different from them and especially if they're more talented than them they make better products than them. They don't want that competition. So they'll call you a white supremacist. They'll call you a domestic terrorist. They'll call you this. They'll call you that. Because they want – progressives are, have, have a knack. They, 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 they tend to um, uplift and support anything. Garbage. No, absolute garbage. Well, because oftentimes it hits too close to home with them. And so they are just – hyping themselves up, hyping each other up because that's all they've got. Honestly, like they know deep down their work is shit and they don't want to actually put in the effort to do more. So they form their little cliques where they can just have their bullshit and anybody else that comes in that's maybe more skilled than them, that's a threat. And so they'll push you away and try to cancel you. I mean, you know what, you know what this makes me think of? I'm sure you've seen it. The article that just came out about how uh, staying fit, working out, learning martial arts is an alt right trait. <laughs> did, did you no, did you I see that? that one. Oh my yeah, that came out like yesterday or something. Oh, it was this full ass article comparing. Well, Hitler was really into jujitsu and all this shit. Oh I, I, I kid you not. It's going on about how if he has a home gym, he's likely a white supremacist and all this <sighs> bull. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? You you were just saying something a minute ago about like they don't like that competition, and I know I said that earlier, but. It makes it so like I always tell everybody like the decline of society started and I firmly believe this and I talk about it all the time when participation trophies started being given out. Oh, God, I know. Like that is that is the stem root of all fucking problems in society. If you would stop giving participation trophies to children, they wouldn't grow up and think that they deserve things that they didn't work for or that they didn't earn. Yeah. I 
I remember when participation trophies really started to get more and more common in school. By then, I was older. I was like in late high school when I really started noticing it more, but it was definitely a thing that was started to happen. I was always an overachiever in school, and um, I worked my ass off. Like, I mean, I've got, I found my, my, scrapbook from when I was in elementary school not long ago. And it's just ribbons and awards because I busted ass to be top of the game. And I remember as I got later in high school, they're literally having me there. They would like partner me with the kids who just dicked around all day. And I was doing all the work and then they would, I would get us an A plus and they would get an A plus too, because they were technically my partner, even though I did all the goddamn work. I'm like, what it's literal communism it's, in practice. It's horrible. It's like, why am I bothered? It kind of, I kind of got to the point where I was like, if I wasn't afraid of getting in so much trouble at home, I would have just started like failing. Fucking off. I would have yeah. been like, yeah, no, I was just like, no, we're just going to, if you're, I'm just going to sink the ship and you're going down with me. Like that's, right. that started becoming my, I bet I didn't do it. But good <laughs> Lord, did I <laughs> want to? Do? <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk to you about one other thing really fast before we end for the, the for the night. Um, yeah. You are a homeschool mom. Yes. And I think a lot of times, especially right now, like coming out of COVID and the um, critical race theory and all of the things that are going on with the public school system, I I now find it humorous when people are like, how do you homeschool? And it's like the reverse <laughs> of that is how do you send your kids to public school? Like it's 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 like now it's the opposite. And oh, I know. so I wanted to ask you two questions. Um okay. but really like the same question just two different ways. So what was when you decided to homeschool your children, what was your biggest challenge um moving into that type of system? And then what do you feel like your results have been like, what do you think your children have gained by being able to be homeschooled with their mom? All right. So, um, to answer the first question, to be honest, there never really was that kind of a transition. Um, I knew I was going to homeschool my kids before I even had kids because I went back and forth, homeschool, public school, charter school, blah, blah, blah. And everything government controlled, it was hell. I mean, absolute everything everything you can imagine pedophile teachers death threats rape threats teacher bully teach like teacher i had one teacher that would this was a ceramics teacher for god's sake i started my school year about three months like in as a new student three months into the year so there were assignments i didn't do for ceramics because i wasn't a student and she just had to stick up her butt since day one, she hated me. She would like smash my work in front of me and like tell me that I my my work was hideous. And so I was like, yeah. She started sending like the massive football players to come find me at lunch and threaten me to come into class. Like, I mean, what? just that's not even that's only a, 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 fraction a fraction of the hell stories I have. So by the time I mean, it got to the point where it, in the middle of my second year high school, I was coming home to my stepdad every day, bawling my eyes out, like, please don't make me go back. Just begging him. Don't make me go back. I can't keep doing this. And so I uh, went to an independent charter program where basically they would give me all my work in a month in advance. 
with the exception of some a couple of classes, like Spanish. You can't really learn Spanish from a book only, you know? So I right, did have to go right. to a Spanish class. But that was like two hours out of a whole week, you know? And I would yeah. come in weekly and we would check everything, you know, check out my progress throughout every week. I graduated that school with the highest scores the school had ever seen. I was so much more comfortable just doing things at my own pace. Right. And not having to worry about threats, not having to worry about teachers picking on me. My teacher, whenever I only her, I only saw her, I will never forget her name. Her name was Mrs. Jizz. She was my senior year um, main teacher. Wait a minute. Her name was Mrs. Jizz or Gist. Okay. <laughs> like 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 the gist of things, God. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, she was so sweet. She was like this elderly French lady, and. Every time, like, there was an assignment where, like, it would say, like, oh, you need to, the curriculum, the California curriculum would say, like, you need to uh, write an opinion piece on feminism and blah, blah, blah. And I would write, like, a counter argument. And she would look at it and go, you know, you actually have some points I never considered before. And you followed the format correctly. So you get an A+. Plus. <sighs> like, she oh, didn't great. care. She let me be me. Yeah. So that meant everything to me and so when I when my daughter was born I'm like I mean I'm holding her as a baby I'm like you're not going to public school like that's what happened (laughs) and uh so living in Arizona Arizona is actually one of the most lenient homeschooling states in the nation all you really have to do is once they hit between ages six to eight you contact your local school district you fill out a form basically just saying like yeah I'm gonna be homeschooling my kids and I promise to teach math science blah 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 and, you know, you send in a copy of their birth certificates, you get it notarized, boom, done. That's all you have to do. There's no tests. There's no tracking. There's nothing. And wow. it, the curriculum is up to you. So it's extremely lenient. And I love that. Um, so, there, yeah, the transition, there really was no transition. Uh, it was just smooth sailing, just getting right into it. And when my kids were toddlers – but at that point, I was doing flashcards with them. I was reading to them every day. So we were already kind of doing light school stuff pretty early right. on. Um, as far as what I feel like they've benefited from, you know, being here at home, a lot. I mean, I have an eight-year-old little boy who can play several songs on a guitar, make paintings, has sold a couple paintings, is... Not fully fluent, but pretty good in sign language, American Sign Language. And if I tell him, hey, go get in the kitchen and start make make, make up some tacos, he can go do it. Right. Like he has his basic cooking skills. He wants to be a chef when he grows up. He wants to be a celebrity chef. He wants to be like Guy Fieri. Alton Brown really is his big one. He loves Alton Brown. <laughs> he is this walking encyclopedia. He is just full of knowledge just loves and appreciates. This is one of my favorite things about public school versus homeschool. He's not subjected to constant media. Right. He's not, you know, I mean, he, they do watch some TV. Sure. We have like Netflix, we have discovery plus, um, et cetera, but he's mostly watching like sort of, Bear grills. He's watching right. Where, Alton yeah. Brown. You know, he's watching Nate. I'll, I'll tell him, like, yeah, Gabe, you can pick whatever show you want. And he'll pull up, like, 72 Most Dangerous Animals or something. You know, he loves to sure. learn. He's not getting all this video game bullshit. He's a healthy kid because he wants to – he's smart. He's like, no, I don't want to eat junk food all day. I want to be healthy and I want to learn how to cook healthy because I want to be a chef and I want to be the best chef out there. Like – 
his goals are strong. They're not, I want to be a YouTube game streamer or some shit. Like he wants good hearty goals. He wants to be a farmer. He wants to do all these amazing things. And Aww. so that's one of the benefits I really love is, I mean, he still has, he still plays with kids. Like, you know, he's not isolated. They have, my kids have friends. They, they play with their friends frequently. So that's not a problem, but he's not having a deal with public school drama. He's not deprived of his passions. When you're in public school, you're following state curriculum. You're being told, this is what you're going to learn. This is how you're going to learn it. And this is when you're going to learn it. I don't do that with my kids. They do have an online program where they do their basic stuff. And then after they get through that, which my God, he's two months in in advance. He's trying to graduate high school early. Right. And everything else, it's extracurricular stuff pertaining to what he wants to be when he grows up. And then my daughter... My daughter is special needs. She has a uh, speech delay and coordination issues. Sweet as can be. She is the most loving, pure, just uplifting, sweetest thing on the planet. Her dream for the past five years has, to be, has been to be a holistic doula. She wants to take care of babies when she grows Aww. up. She wants to take care of pregnant moms. And that's her focus. She's so nurturing. and But... Because she's petite and struggles to talk, if I stick her in public school, she's going to be a target. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know this. She can't effective. I mean, she can hold a conversation now for sure, but if she's really worked up, if she's really hurt and she's crying, it's hard to understand what she's saying. Yeah. And she gets, she's aware she has issues and she gets a little shy sometimes. And I just know that not just students, but teachers, teachers, because look at how often we find pedophile teachers in the public school system. Someone's right. going to take advantage of her. I just know it. Or I'm even, not subjecting her to that. Like lack of patience. Like oh, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you about pedophilia, but teachers are so overwhelmed with yes. their class ratios and stuff like that. The amount yes. of attention your daughter's intellect is on level with you know, her classroom, but she may need a little extra help with, you know, reading or, or whatever it is. I, and I'm, I'm just using that as an example, but right, right, um, right. it would be the teacher will not have the time and won't want to take the time to do it. And that will be a huge right. disadvantage for your daughter. And that is a big thing for her. Cause like reading, she's like, she's actually a phenomenal reader. She will sit there and read like novels out loud. And she's, I mean, she's, she loves to read. She's always been a bookworm, but because of her uh, hand coordination issues, that's actually why my kids started getting into sign language partially. Um, she does, she can write, but it is sloppy. She practices her handwriting every day, but um, it does take her a little longer to write, you know, because it, yeah. it, it makes her a little nervous. And so I know a lot of teachers would lose patience with her for that alone. And now I have a brother with autism, a younger brother. And I've seen the special needs classes. Like let's say she got oh, put into right. a special yeah, needs class. Sure. Her diagnosis is so uncommon. A lot of people don't even know what it is. And they're not going to know how to help her. They're going to be well, busy and they handling other special needs it. kids. Yeah. All with their own unique individual struggles. Right. It's going to be hard to 
really understand her and what she needs. Here, she's comfortable. She's confident. She's, I mean, every time she does her language arts work, you know, because I use I use time for learning for their language arts, math, and um, science. Well, part of their science. And she flies through her language arts. Like, she nails it. But she does kind of struggle a bit with math, you know? Right. And so I can make it fun for her. I can help her and I can make it goofy. And then she's laughing and she's doing better. And then it's starting to click and she's, thanks mommy so much. You're so, you're so fun when you help me. I love it. And she's not going to get that in public school. Oh no, she's not. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, I mean, honestly, I could go on all day about the, about the advantages, <laughs> but you know, that, that, that would be an entire episode on its own. Yeah, and maybe we should do an episode of that where you talk about like setting up the curriculum and and that kind of stuff. I've wanted to do a homeschool episode with somebody for a while now. Um, I just haven't found anybody who and I would be more than happy to. I'm actually working on starting a homeschool themed podcast. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, so I would be more than happy to do that for sure. Okay, cool. Um, well. We'll talk about that in the future then. Um, I will let you go. I've had you for a, almost an hour and 20 minutes. I, my husband <laughs> asked me, he was like, how long do you think you're going to be? And I was like, well, um, you know, the topic that we want to discuss. I know. Maybe and like I'm a very passionate person, so I tend to just blah, 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 blah. You know, no, no, no. I, I and I was like, <laughs> it's two females that are both crafters and liberty-minded individuals. Right? So probably going to go for a while. So anyway. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you coming on with me, Harley. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. I hope we see some change from this. I can't wait to see what you do as far as building a community of, of you know, handmade craft creators, things like that, um, that are, are good with living and letting live and letting the free market decide whose products win. So um, thank you again for joining me. I will have this up um, maybe tonight, depending on... Okay. how the internet goes but for everyone else you guys oh tell people where they can find you tell them where they can follow you all right so um on oh god i'm pretty much everywhere now but on twitter you can find me um my at is duality of han h-a-n and uh, or yeah also known as mother girth <laughs> um <laughs> I do have my Etsy shop in my bio. However, I have it deactivated right now because I'm trying to shift to something else and I'm so damn tired of Etsy's bullcrap. So, um, but I do, I do post my products on there. I've been posting them on Minds. I've been posting them on Gab. Um, and I am on Facebook as well. Instagram, those all have the same. They're Mother Girth. Um, so actually my, my Instagram is on private now. But if you see in my products, please just DM me directly and I'd rather just keep it away from Etsy and all their damn fees. So yeah, that's really the main places where you can find me for right now. Awesome. Ma'am, thank you so much. You take care and have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Good night. You're welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, drop a comment, subscribe, and don't forget to check out my Patreon for exclusive content. The link is in the description. And most importantly, do not forget, free men do not need permission from their government. Their government needs permission from them. Take care. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty!
liberty or give me 